What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It is Tanner, a.k.a. The Texas Gentleman, <laughs> and we welcome you to yet another edition of A Change in Attitude, uh, where we take a look back on Monday Night Raws from uh, the Attitude Era, and we decide if they hold up or if, in fact, if we have all had a change in attitude. Um, mm, mm, yes. Uh, this week's episode is October the 14th, 1996, and I am joined, as always, uh, by my partners in crime here. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the, the podfather himself, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today? Kablam. How are you, sir? Kablam. <laughs> yes, I'm doing well. Uh, how are you? You're doing um, well? I'm doing very, very well. <laughs> Oh, good. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Oh, goodness. And uh, alongside us today, as always, is uh, Ori the Draw. Ori, how are you? I'm being invaded by my husband at the moment. Ah. We're trying to do things. Important important business here. Yeah, whatever. What? Hmm. I did tell you we were recording. This is why we can't have nice for, things. For context, I'm mm. not editing any of this out. No, whatsoever. he's not going to edit any any of this out. Mm. So thank you, mm-hmm. Brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm well. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, again, we are watching uh, the October. Uh, seventh edition. I think I may have said October fourteenth. It's actually I've, the sixth. I have that it's the sixth. I have it as the seventh. Yeah, I, I thought it was the sixth, but I've also got it as the seventh. Um, six and a half. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, mm. it's arguing semantics. It was a poor episode. Yes. Either way, it's season four, episode thirty-nine on the Peacock mm. app. Well, yes. there you go. There you go. That's that's a that's an appropriate way to do that if you're watching it on Peacock. If you are uh, international, of course, uh, like like Mags here is, it would be uh, yeah on the WWE Network. I would imagine as October For now. The, dun, dun, dun. Per, perhaps uh, October the the seventh of uh, nineteen ninety six. Uh, your current champions here are uh, Shawn Michaels as the world champion. Intercontinental champion is Mark Merrow, and the uh, world tag team champions are Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith. Uh, we got a, a nice little uh, recap package of uh, I think it may have been of, of last week's incidents. You know, as we head closer into uh, in your house uh, buried alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not man games as Tanner thought we were we were watching yeah, earlier know. in the week. 
yeah, I don't know. It's it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> the 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 big issues here that we face is is this ongoing feud between Sean and Vader, and now we have introduced Gold Dust and Psycho Sid uh, into the element as well. Um, and it seems as though we are headed into a direction where somebody is going to face Shawn Michaels very very soon at the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all very is good it stuff. Friend or is it for? Find out. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and we are also teased with uh, an interview uh, with the real Double J, Jesse James. Mm-hmm. Mm. A little bit of a, a journalism here going on this episode of Monday Night Raw. It seems um, our hosts here this week are uh, Kevin Kelly and Jerry the King Lawler, uh, Jim Ross. Nowhere to be found, says Kevin Kelly, uh, but he thinks he might be uh, backstage, maybe maybe on the phone, doing <laughs> some Taking deals. a phone call. Taking a phone call. <laughs> uh, we, are, we are quickly taken to the first match, though, where it turns out JR was with Diesel number two all along. Mm. Mm, the indeed. real Diesel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, last week we did get a chance to see this Diesel two. Uh, mm, Glenn Jacobs, and yet uh, he 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 doesn't look like Kevin Nash. No, Man. no. <laughs> he looks more like Isaac Yankum. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that's that's or, accurate. Or Kane wearing a wig, perhaps. Or, or, or Kane wearing a wig. <laughs> that's definitely of note here. Uh, Ori, what what do you make here of, of Diesel and uh, Diesel Two rather, and his debut here against uh, Mark Merrow, a non-title uh, match here, uh, you know, against the Intercontinental Champion? I thought Mark Merrow looked great. I couldn't stand any of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't. I couldn't get into the match. Mm-hmm. I couldn't enjoy it. The crown mm-hmm. crowd sounded just as dead as I felt. Oh, they hated it. They, they absolutely hated this. As thing. did I. I was like, can I just scroll TikTok and fast forward through this? Because I am not. Like, the only good part about that match was Mark Marrow, really mm-hmm. and truly. And it, I don't know if we want to go all the way to the end of the match yet. But, I mean, are we good to, to skip ahead to the end? Well, uh, can we I talk mean, about I w- that? I, w- I will note that uh, about halfway through the match, um, you know, we do get uh, Razor Ramon part duh on split screen. Uh, JR is on commentary uh, with, with Kevin Kelly and uh, Jerry, uh, the King Lawler, uh, at this point. Um, yeah, the match is odd to be, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. Um, basically, what happens is uh, Razor Ramon. Uh, Two makes his way to the ring, and uh, it, it just descends into a two-on-one attack uh, mm-hmm. for a for a DQ finish here. Uh, so yeah, the, the the new Razor and Diesel seem to be very much trying to run things, um, you know, uh, as, as perhaps outsiders in this in this WWF. Ah, Insiders, according to to Jr., <laughs> certainly not a dig at the WCW. Um, I, I actually have to totally agree with, with Ori. I think Mark Mirror was the, the best thing about this. And it, it's sad that uh, we've watched a full tournament uh, where Mark Mirror has really shone uh, and really looked like a, a credible Intercontinental Champion for him to be fed into this absolute 
dog shit of a storyline. Um, yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for everybody involved. Like, well, honestly. Like, even JR, as much as he's trying to put it over and, you know, they talk about JR being investigated and JR says something about um, Vince has 15 rear kiss, uh, rear kissing VPs in the back, you know, handling things for us. So we get shades of the future Vince McMahon kiss my ass club, mm-hmm. you know. That's what I picked up out of that. But the whole thing was just dog crap. And that's the thing. Like, I get that they want to capitalize on Kevin Nash and Scott Hall without mm-hmm. actually having Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and taking that intellectual property of those characters and using them. But to me, it would have made more sense to try and embarrass the name, the names of Razor and Diesel. So why not just squash them? You know, why not put them in matches and make them look like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The match was utter dog shit, but have them lose, have them be completely squashed. It it just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it. It slightly stresses me out. Razor talking backstage sounds like he's having the worst stroke of his life. Like Jim Ross with Bell's palsy speaks clearer than this guy as Razor. Well, I'm sorry. Like I'm just oh my god. I, I, I'm glad you added the hey yo part so we understood you were making fun of Razor and not JR. No, I would never uh, make fun of JR. I would never make fun of JR. To add to Ori's point, I think this actually does embarrass uh, Razor and Diesel because I felt embarrassed for both guys. Uh, we obviously know that, that Glenn Jacobs goes on to be a huge star, uh, but you very rarely see anything of, uh, of poor Rick Bogner after this. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, these were these were lead weights around mm-hmm. these two guys' necks. And, and I actually feel the more sorry for, for Jim Ross because he's not a heel. He cannot pull off a heel. He's mm-hmm. he's the perennial good guy commentator, and it just doesn't work. Uh, I'm glad it's not a storyline that's going to drag on. Well, and he actually gets upset at the end with all the the DQ and everything because he he's saying that this is not uh, not anything that he he would wish. You know, he's he's upset about the the attacks on Mark Merrow after the bell. So you know, it seems as though maybe uh, he's feeling like he's bitten off a little bit more than he can chew here mm-hmm. in, in, in story. So yeah. Uh, interesting way to, to start the show <laughs> here with a fake diesel uh, and fake razor doing the two on one attack to Mark Merrow. Uh, we're taken then uh, to parts unknown where some <laughs> where Undertaker is digging a grave and here. has been digging it for a week, mind you. It, it's, it's taken, taken him a it's week him a to while. get the grave yeah. almost down to six feet. I mean, being in the funeral parlor business is uh, often quite busy, and uh, sometimes you know it, you just only have so many hours in the day uh, to to take care of things. So he's <laughs> he's working on this this whole here a bit of a passion project for him for mankind, and uh, yeah, he says that he he does not uh, intend for mankind to have a nice day or to rest in peace. Yes, mm. uh, this it's it's a short, uh, 
interesting promo. I like the the kind of like background sound effect, the 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 extra reverberation they put in in Taker's voice. This is getting me mildly uh, interested in in the match. I think uh, Mankind's promos in in a similar uh, setting are, are more interesting for me. I, I really like Mankind's mindset uh, and even playing off of Paul Bearer, which we'll get to later on in the show. I thought that that was much better, but it does what it needs to, needs to do. It gets you uh, invested in a, a, the first ever unsanctioned buried alive match in the in the WWF. Um, I don't. I mean, I can't remember the match uh, verbatim, but I'm sure it doesn't happen in this uh, in this uh, graveyard. So I think Undertaker might be wasting a lot of his time digging this grave. It's a bit overzealous. Perhaps. Well, I mean, first of all, it's the first unsanctioned match in WWF ever, according mm-hmm. to what they said. And um, if you remember from a week or two before, a week or two ago, that they said the graveyard will be built in the Indianapolis Center or wherever mm-hmm. it is that they're having it. So obviously, it's not going to be in that graveyard. Yes. So it's like, like I get it. There's only so much you can do, but like let's let's try and keep a little continuity within the kayfabe, mm-hmm. just a little, maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm, ever since I started noticing like continuity in TV and movies like for some reason it's like a, it's become a pet peeve with me and it bothers me like wait a minute that that wouldn't work there because of this and no continuity and you're like, a wrestling fan I know right <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Mm-hmm. imagine that oh, we are taken out of the graveyard and into uh, uh, the back to the arena where Psycho Sid. He, he warns Goldust that he is, in fact, the ruler of the world, mm-hmm. uh, referring to the, the main event tonight, which is Psycho Sid facing Goldust. Mm. Seems like a, an interesting main event, to say the least. Yeah, um, and, and Psycho Sid can never be known for having great poor more skills. His, his mat work is, is, is not the best, but... The dude was over. The dude was absolutely over, uh, and he he loved playing into that uh, the the man who rules the world gimmick, and it 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 worked. I I love this psycho Sid. I think it's one of the best things on uh, late nineteen ninety six raw for me. And that's the thing. Like Sid was so over that I feel like he could have somehow read an excerpt from the encyclopedia and somehow made it work, because a he's psycho, and b you know, it Can he, just, read? he was that over. You know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, it just, yeah, it would have, I mean, I'm not suggesting anybody do that, but, you know, it, it just would have worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, perhaps so. Um, you know, I think that would be interesting to have Psycho Sid read from an encyclopedia and see what see what happens. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we then cut away from backstage and instead get uh, a, a vignette of uh, Mister Perfect, who is set to return at in uh, actually. Let me see. Is it at in your house or is it or is it on the raw after in your house? I can't. Um, I think it's, it's the night after. Weeks. Yeah, the night after. after. Okay, okay. Well, Mr. Perfect's coming back. Any excitement here for Mr. Perfect? Uh, it seems like he'll be he'll be taking on uh, the man who would later become the game. I mean, the, the promo was cool. It was kind of like a rehash of his, his uh, original entrance uh, vignettes where he was uh, the ultimate sportsman and then mixed in with him stealing uh, female after female after female from Triple H. Uh, yeah, I mean... 
Mr. Perfect's great. He does he ever have bad matches? Um, so I'm I'm excited to see Perfect back. I don't know how I feel about it. Like I think I'm excited for the payoff because this is something that has been whoa temper those excitements then, Mom. Sorry, no, but I mean this this storyline has been teased back and forth so much, and we've got we've gotten snippets of it here and there, but we haven't gotten a whole lot up until last week. Now, okay, maybe. Maybe the payoff isn't the right word that I'm looking for. Maybe what I'm looking for is the inevitable matchup and maybe some mm-hmm. potential explanation as to why Mr. Perfect is doing that. Is he just baiting Triple H to get a match? Like, what's going on here? Like, I, I need some more exposition. So, well, I, I'm, I you'll think you'll find I'm ex- out in two weeks. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for some type of explanation. I'm ready for some type of, you know, why is he continuously doing this? And, and I will say that with everything that we've seen over the course of the weeks, the same kind of matchups, the same kind of five or six people in the same thrown around matches, it's kind of refreshing to have something different you know, have something that's been sprinkled in here and there to make me wonder what's really going on. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not super invested, but I'm super curious if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that does make sense. Uh, I mean, I could, I could see, I could see both sides and that I'm interested in, in seeing Mr. Perfect return and, and to see what kind of impact he can have on this roster. But at the same time, I, I definitely get Ori's point in that we've been teased this so much for so long. It's, it's just like, okay, well, you know, you're either going to disappoint me in the end by what happens, or it's just, I mean, I, you know, I don't expect to be, um, overly astonished by anything that that happens after the fact you know does that does that make sense yeah and I mean, and i i'm kind of on the same thing like however it turns out i don't think i'll be hugely surprised i don't think it's some huge deal but what the frack's going on i mean we'll see we'll see i mean oh, yeah. I, we'll i'm see. perfectly open-minded to be surprised by this i just i have my reservations based on how long it's taken to get this thing off the <laughs> ground um and uh <laughs> speaking of Getting off the ground here, uh, we have our next match, a tag team match here. Uh, the Smoking Guns taking on the new Rockers, where uh, the Smoking Guns seem to be at rock bottom here without Sonny. Uh, Billy Gunn in the second screen seems very concerned about Sonny uh, and, and less so about this match. He, he, he desperately needs to have Sonny back as their, as their manager. Um, mm, it's, it's a bit odd. It's a bit... Uh, He's he's a bit clingy, if you will, uh, needing to have Sonny back by his side to to win matches. I don't know. But at the same time, we get Sonny on the phone during the match. Yes. And she's talking about how, oh, I love when men beg me, which I think is absolutely 
pathetic to some degree, but she she likes the attention. She wants the attention. She's telling you, oh, you don't have to wait till live wire. You can email or fax any time during the week so and, I can answer your questions. And I have actually got a point about those. So the the um, the fax number was uh on because I, I watch with the subtitles on in case we get an Ahmed Johnson promo and I can actually work out what he's saying. Um but the fax number on the on the WWE subtitles changed the DF in like I think it was like one eight hundred WWF one or something like that. They changed the F to an E for no yep. reason because nobody's going to fax that anymore. I mean faxes yeah. are are away with the dinosaurs. And then with the the email address they couldn't afford the extra E in live wire I mean, WWF LRV wire? Why not just put the E there? I don't, it made absolutely. You're trying to be cool and edgy, Mags. It's the 90s where we live wire things on purpose. Where where anytime there are boys, it has to be boys with a Z. That's what's happening here. We're trying to be cool and edgy. But I think that Mm. phone call was probably the most interesting thing about this match. Yeah. Nothing of note happened in the match apart from the the guns getting the win. Um, uh, I think for me the 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 most interest that uh, that was peaked for uh, my point of view was was when Sonny was told Ahmed Johnson was going to be on on live wire and she got really angry saying that oh I need extra security because if he attacks me I cannot be held accountable for my actions because. Big bad Sonny will whoop that ass. Um, yeah, and she's saying that Armin Johnson wants her as a manager. And yeah, it plays into exactly what Ori said that she uh, loves the attention and, and, and likes all these men mm. fawning over her. And she, uh, she gets angry when, when they, they aren't doing that. Yes, yeah, we, we also have the revelation that King sends her flowers regularly. <laughs> Every week. Uh, she, she sold him out. She sold him. And then he says, Sonny, I love you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, yes, it, it, um, The match itself was way too long. And I was so not interested in it. The only kind of somewhat interesting piece of business was at the end when Leaf Cassidy comes in and goes over the top rope. He's trying to make a comeback. The guns completely decimate him. And then at the end, Bart seems happy about the win, but Billy doesn't. He's not mm-hmm. quite... It doesn't mean as much without Sonny or something. I don't know. I'm yeah. making up my own storyline at this point. But it, it just, it was too long. It was mm-hmm. uninteresting. There could have been, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Billy Savio seems Vega to have. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Give me some more Savio Vega. I'll take more Savio Vega. Billy does seem to have the cowboy heartbreak over, uh, mm-hmm. over, over Sonny. He certainly um, does. Yeah. It's interesting to say the least, uh, but yeah, I mean the 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 guns picked up the win, and you know that's that, that, nobody that's, that's the end of that. Yeah, that that's that's what happened. No, really, truly, nobody in the crowd seemed to care at all. Um, and and perhaps it said could be same for you at home watching this after the fact. Uh, so so, uh, so with that said, we we move on here. Um, to uh, actually someone who would turn out to be Billy Gunn's future tag team partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reveal of the, the the one they call the road dog, Jesse James. He's the one who is, the uh, I guess, the, the singer, the, the, the one who is the, the voice behind With My Baby Tonight, uh, sung 
by who what we thought was Jeff Jarrett. Uh, but no, it is it is this man, Jesse James, uh, who who was his his roadie. That's that's who he was. He was the roadie. He was the one who would pack up the equipment and to usher Jeff back and forth through all the airports and and to pick up his bags and to to chauffeur him around. It was Road Dog all this time who sang the songs. And he basically says that Jeff is talentless, that he can't sing, he can't dance, he's not entertaining. <laughs> he's not a good entertainer. <laughs> Yikes. And, I mean, the cool thing on this was that we saw Jim Johnston, the actual yes. star behind all of the, 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 the music uh, in, yeah. in WWE at the time. Uh, he's the real double J for me. I mean, he, he created uh, classics, uh, Stone Cold's theme. I mean, every every bit of music that you hear on, on you know through the Attitude Era, it's actually Jim Johnston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of, uh, I think there were a couple of songs for some wrestlers that were taken from actual bands and stuff like that. But Jim Johnson, I, I have no doubt, mixed them and made them sound as good as they are. Uh, but most of the original stuff that wasn't a song beforehand or a song taken from a band, that's Jim Johnston, you know? Yeah, I, I would say the he's entrance music, you know, for this show, the title card for the show and all that. All, all the wrestlers. Jim Johnston is the man. No, no two ways about it. Yeah, he he's probably responsible for about ninety percent of <laughs> WWE's music that they've produced. Yeah. Uh, something, anything that's not been, as you said. Um, I mean, you start to see more bands, I guess, like popular music bands make music for wrestlers towards the two thousands. Um, but like anything up to that point, Jim Johnston's making all the music when it's not an orchestral piece, it seems. Mm-hmm. And even then, he might have had a, a bit of a hand. Yeah, um, because he, he was actually let go from the company be, because he wanted rats to the music that he, he created, and rather than give him the rats, it was easier to let him go. Yep, yep. So, very, very sad. Uh, just in the same way that, uh, <laughs> that they uh, they they let go of uh, of Jeff Jarrett here, uh, maybe in a way, uh, and that they've now ID'd the road dog Jesse James as the real double J, yeah, the well, real double and, J. And and this was a storyline that happened what eighteen months ago, nearly in in, in the timeline of wrestling. Uh, and I think both guys had had left the company for well over a year. Uh, so it's it's interesting that they they're now revisiting this storyline from from so long ago. So. It's, but is Jeff on WCW at this point? He was on WCW. He's actually now back with the company, and that's why the storyline's being brought back up. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so they're going to build to some kind of, uh, I guess, feud here. It seems uh, once once we get uh, the, the reveal of Jeff Jarrett. Um, so yeah. That, that would make sense because I mean, my th- thought process was I thought maybe Jeff was on WCW at the time. And we know they're already, Mm -hmm. you know, doing the stuff with the outsiders, insiders, all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff with diesel Mm -hmm. and razor. So, you know, trying to garner some of that attention back their way away from WCW, you know, because normally I think we all know at this point that once you've been future endeavored, you're never spoken of again. It's like you were basically, you know, you're not mentioned on commentary. If you're in the opening promo package, that is gone, mm-hmm. you know, or even like um, the 
Mm. opening opening package to everything then now and forever showing clips of wrestlers like i know once jericho signed with aew he was no longer in that opening package whatsoever yeah, and, and rich right. had been removed after the uh the, the playing out on the hell uh stuff mm. i think yeah. i think a lot of that depends on what what was that last note that you had with the company before you? I mean, before you left. I mean, uh, have you burned bridges or something? Yeah, have you burned these bridges? Um, I mean, in a way, Jericho has, and in some ways, he he didn't. Um, but I think it's very yeah. it's very obvious that he's firmly in the camp of AEW at this point. I don't see him making any kind of comeback uh, to WWE after knowing. Um, for lack of a better term, maybe the freedom that he's been able to express himself with in AEW and, and to be able to take up the projects that he's been able to do um, without him, you know, uh, without him being tied to WWE. Uh, I mean, really, the only thing that that WWE has allowed has been that one uh, Steve Austin uh, broken skull sessions. <laughs> and that's really it. And yeah. I was honestly surprised that they they were okay with that because I mean that's on Peacock. It can be watched on Peacock, and so and so, which yeah. means I'm sure it's available overseas on the WWE Network. And AEW is mentioned. I mean, they're giving free advertising, quote unquote, to the quote unquote competition, not competition. I don't know. So we won't get into that on this podcast, but it's, you know, I just, that's why I was asking though about Jeff Jarrett, because I wasn't sure which camp he was in at the time. I, I think there, there's been different stories about Jeff Jarrett, about him um, you know, over the years, different things that, that gone down that uh, raised the ire of Vince, whether it's been, um, you know, holding him up for money or, you know, um, a number of things, but, it does seem as though this is one of those those key areas where now that they're mentioning him on TV, it does seem as though it's inevitable that we will see Jeff Jarrett back here <laughs> yeah. very, very soon. There's, uh, there's, there's definitely a love-hate relationship with Vincent mm-hmm. and Jeff. More importantly, I, I want to ask, ask, I guess, in terms of Road Dog here, these are like the real initial impressions of Road Dog without Jeff Jarrett by his side. What do we make of... of the road dog here kind of as a, as a character, you know, coming, coming to life, if you will. Eh, I, I don't. Okay. For me, I wasn't there for, you know, the whole Jeff Jarrett, be my baby. You know, I, as we've talked ad nauseum, this mm-hmm. is my initial watch through of where we started. Right. So I'm not, in it but i'm not really not in it it's Mm -hmm. kind of a wait and see type situation Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where i am yeah i mean i've got the the point of view where i know uh how this this turns out uh i know the the history that the uh the um road dog has with the company um it's not the best of starts, but it certainly does lead on to a, a, a really good uh, character, especially when he starts teaming up with uh, with uh, Billy Gunn, and then we get the New Age Outlaw. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes, but he, he's always been a really good, solid wrestler, nothing really outstanding about him. Um, and I suppose this was just a, a, a foot in the door for the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely seems that way for sure. 
Um, we are then taken to our next segment here, uh, which is where uh, JR is in the ring. And uh, he's talking about uh, the uncrowned WWF champion, it seems. You skipped a whole thing, Tanner. You missed the whole thing with Goldust and Marlena. And their response to Psycho and, Sid. And, and the live wire Okay, okay, the, okay. The, the, I'll, I'll go have, back. I'll go back. In the background. I'll, I'll go back. Okay, okay. We'll go back. So, Goldust is backstage. He is not worried about Psycho Sid, it seems. Mm-hmm. There you Mother go. Mother is displeased. Yeah, he, he he's very... He, he does a very creepy kind of promo. You, as, you may be the ruler of the world, but... yeah. Wait till I'm, I rule you. Yeah, he, he he's going to be the ruler of of Psycho Sid. So it's yeah, uh, it, it is the response uh, that that we all knew we would get from Gold Dust here, uh, mm-hmm. leading up to the main event. And then, as noted by uh, again uh, Mags and Ori, uh, we have a Live Wire ad. Yet yet another uh, ad about Live Wire. Um, there, there's a question from a fan that was sent in about uh, if Bret Hart is returning and when we could expect Bret Hart. Um, Vince is there answering questions, kind of, you know. Yeah. The, be, the best being, one, the best one for me, yeah. The best one for me was when uh, Vince is answering a question that isn't uh, isn't specifically said, but he's saying about Ted Turner. He was shitting on WCW oh, with yeah. that question. He guaranteed, mm-hmm. uh, but. Oh, yeah. the, the, the fun part of this was uh, we got a little bit of uh, somebody in the background, uh, not really mentioned, but uh, he would uh, he would certainly shape the Attitude Era over the next uh, couple of years. We saw one Vince Russo, bro. Yeah, Vince Russo's in the background here, which is very interesting. Um, <laughs> it's... Um... You know, he 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 doesn't uh, he he doesn't look like the Vince Russo that we would see in WCW. He's not like wearing a baseball outfit. He's not. He's he's, he's actually just wearing a sports coat and and he's he's wearing a pair of glasses. He's, he looks pretty professional there. We you know we really That's don't know. Probably why I didn't recognize him at all. Mm-hmm. It's the most professional he's probably ever looked. <laughs> he looks like uh, he worked for like a computer company or something like that. <laughs> he was there providing RT support. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, oh, that's. That's a computer, Vince. Vince, <laughs> should, you know, understood. Um, <laughs> so we we do get that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And then we go into the ring where we have JR talking about Vader. Uh, and, and this, of course, brings out Vader as well as Jim Cornette. Uh, Cornette does all the talking here about how um, you know Vader is the rightful uh, heir to the, the WWE throne. He, he should be the one facing Shawn Michaels uh, at, uh, at the next pay-per-view. And um, yeah, it's all very much what we've come to expect with Jim Cornette and his lobbying for Vader. Uh, of, of course, JR then kind of brings up the surprise is that, um, well, uh, Vader's going to have to get through Psycho Sid in order to, you know, have his number one contenders match. Or in order to get his shot at the title, rather. And Vader doesn't seem particularly bothered. It's Jim Cornette that seems super, super pissed off about this. Yes. Um, but um, after we, we get a typical uh, uh, Jim Cornette promo, he's absolutely gold on, on, on the mark. Uh, goes on to the, the, the classic WWF trope of the irresistible force and the movable object. But there was one little tidbit of information in there uh, that we get a little bit of a, a teaser for later on in the show. Jim telling stories out of school. Uh, saying that, uh, uh, essentially thanking uh, Jim Ross for uh, helping him with some particular business. Uh, we don't really get uh, any more information than that, and and uh, Jr. kind of uh, essentially tells him shut the fuck up, uh, keep that on, 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 keep it under your hat. Uh, but yeah, it's a a, a, a promo to to uh, push for the the match uh, that we're going to see at Buried Alive. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Ori, what did you make of this uh, this potential bombshell here of, of Vader and, and Psycho Sid? Because this seems to be a big-time matchup. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, Jim Cornette is very good at what he does. Like, I'm not... Despite my personal feelings about the personage of Jim Cornette, the character... Per- personage. Yes, like mm. him as a person and a historian of wrestling. I respect, mm. I, I'll say it, I respect Jim Cornette. I do, I absolutely do. Mm. Okay. But there are things that Jim Cornette has said and done that, you know, we've we've all talked about, you know, off the air, behind the scenes, about different wrestlers who have, um, and we've seen on Dark Side of the Ring, those that have, where kayfabe and reality have blurred the line. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have a very difficult time taking Jim Cornette seriously because I don't know what's kayfabe and what's real with Mm -hmm. him. And Mm -hmm. so on a personal level, I'm not going to say I hate the man. I just don't care for him. 
Okay. Hate's a very strong word. And I don't like using it in reference to a person. I'll say I hate some of the things he does. I hate some of the things he says, but I don't hate Jim Cornette. I just don't care for him personally. But as a manager and a mouthpiece for a wrestler, I respect him. He's very good at what he does. He calls out the fact that Vader has beat Shawn Michaels multiple times just not when the title's been on the line. Mm. And he makes excellent points. He's a very good, you know, he's one of the best mouthpieces of that generation, period. One of the best ma- managers of that period, of period, period. And so, you know, I, I'm, while I don't care for Jim Cornette, and I enjoy Jose Lothario smacking the snot out of him, as a character, it was a good promo. It really was. And, and I can't fault him for that. But I'm not I'm not super interested in seeing Vader versus Sean again. That's just me. But, but Vader versus Psycho Sid is, is, is... Right. No, that, that I'm fairly interested in seeing. But I'm saying okay. he's trying to build it towards we want Sean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm just not... I'm not into it at this point. You know, I don't really care to see... Sean versus Vader again, you know, it's, uh, I'm kind of out of it now, Sid versus, especially with what we got at the end of the show, which we'll talk about later. I I am somewhat interested in seeing Vader versus psycho Sid because it's big men slapping meat, big meaty men slapping meat. And sometimes that's just fun, you know, and sometimes it can be interesting and, I'm a little interested. Okay, good deal. I'm glad to hear that you're interested in these big men slapping meat. Big men slapping meat. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Why does it sound uh, so much dirtier when you say it? (laughs) uh, I mean, that's because that's what it's supposed to be. I think. Oh, okay. Okay. I think that's. uh, I think that was Big E's intention all along. Is for it to, to sound slightly dirty. Um, no. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we we then get uh, the Sultan uh, appearing once again to take on Aldo Montoya. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Candle out the guns and the rockers match. The the match meant nothing. This was all about what happened uh, on the, on the commentary booth. And um, Bob Backlund, he may be the most crazy human being that has that has uh, has been in the company. He uh, first of all refused to sit down for a while. He he slated the fans, calling them uh, plebeians. Um, he totally blanked uh, Jim Ross and Kevin Keller, and would only speak when uh, when he was asked by <laughs> by Jerry Lawler. Uh, put on some sunglasses. For some reason, they said he was he was made to wear the sunglasses. So no, he, he said he can't he can't hear without his glasses. Which, like, it kind of popped me and made me laugh because if you've ever been in the car trying to go somewhere you've never been before, like especially in the early days without GPS, and you would actually turn the radio down so that you could pay attention to where you're going better. Mm-hmm. I still do this on occasion. I don't know why, but like for some reason you can't 
here without sorry my cat just always just smashing her um, she she was so angry about bob backland and his glasses (laughs) the glasses were stupid it was like the they look like regular like square glasses with no lenses but they had that flip flip up sunglasses Mm -hmm. thing on them Mm -hmm. they looked absolutely ridiculous especially when they shot to him and he had them on and it just looked like sunglasses and then he flips them up and and he's looking dead on at the camera like with crazy eyes. But yeah, mm-hmm. my cat was in the window and she yeah, knocked something he, over. He, he he does mention about being forced to wear the glasses though because he then can't stare at the plebeians and tell them that they're not allowed to do drugs, which mm-hmm. is uh mm-hmm. yeah it's, insulting it's inter- to, to mm-hmm. all of us who do. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, and and it does actually lead oh to. My dad. It, it it does actually lead to one of the 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 points in the in the show that actually made me genuinely laugh. Uh, Kevin Keller uh, is trying to get uh, uh, Bob Backlund to engage in 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 conversation. He's totally blanking him, uh, and then he says to to King, uh, "Well, you asked him to talk," and King says. Yeah, and I apologize, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. Um, but yeah, the, nothing match. Um, Aldo Montoya, the whipping boy, uh, and Rikishi, I mean, the Sultan, gets another victory. Mm. Uh, I- any thoughts on the Sultan here before we quickly move along from this match? Not a one. All right. <laughs> Not a one. I actually watched it with Mrs. Mags, and she couldn't even see that it was Rikisha. I will say there was one point where where he's facing hard cam and he goes to lift his hands up and mm-hmm. like I kind of squinted just a little bit and I was like, sure as hell is Rikishi. Like mm-hmm. I could see it in the eyes at that point. It, it's almost like, you know, I think there was it was one of the the dark night movies where somebody took a picture of Bruce Wayne or Harvey Dent and like covered the bottom half over the nose and mouth and went maybe maybe he's batman it was kind of one of those things but yeah i I could tell much more once it you know you were dead straight on and -hmm. looking at him like yeah that's rikishi i know that face Mm -hmm. uh yes rikishi um who we will get to know even better here later on um Uh, main event time is Goldust taking on Psycho Sir, Sid. You have missed two more points. All right, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So we had the the second of the graveyard um, uh, promos with yes. Mankan, yes. Uh, which I thought was the better of the the promos. Mankan falling into the grave and saying that yeah, he he, he was kind of like making out he wasn't. Uh, as into the match as he has been. Uh, he didn't want to die. He didn't want this to be his last breath. He wanted to have a nasty. day. He didn't want the maggots to to eat his rotting, rotting course. Uh, and uh, obviously then uh, Paul Bear was trying to um, placate him, saying, no, you won't. You're going to survive. It's all going to be fine, mankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get the slam of the week by PlayStation, which is perfect, doing perfect plexus from years and years ago so how is i mean how is that a slam of the week when it happened almost half a decade previously hey i mean you've got a you've got a good point you've got a good point um so yeah there you go mags gave you a commercial and mankind in a graveyard well done max well done that is the most mocking clap of all, Anna. 
I'm sorry. I I do love you, and I'm glad that you shared with us these these salient points of uh, mankind uh, in the graveyard because you know, that is important. You're, you're welcome, Tanner. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, so uh, we we move on. Main event time. Since it's Goldust taking on Psycho Sid. Uh, very short main event, only about three and a half minutes long here. Um, yeah. Goldust uh, got in some pretty good offense that uh, Psycho Sid did absorb quite a bit, um, I guess proving his toughness. And, um, I mean, eventually he, he just, you know... <laughs> he just comes away with a with a, a massive victory. I mean, I shouldn't say massive because it's it's Goldust, right? Like Goldust says, he's he's in the upper echelon of stars, but he's not like he's not like Sean. He's not like Brett. He's not like the Undertaker. It's a it's a solid victory here for Sid, uh, picking up the win um, against uh, against Goldust in very quick fashion. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's a there's a point where uh, Goldust is on um, is above uh, uh, Sid uh, in the corner, and he's doing his uh, his homoerotic stuff, and and Sid quickly gets out of dodge. There's a there's a spot where Sid goes for a choke slam, then decides to go for a power bomb instead, and then Goldust get, gets away. We do actually get Shawn Michaels on the phone, which is fun. Um, Basically agreeing with everything that the the commentary said that uh, he's uh, he's not the smartest uh, uh, person in the in the company taking on match after match after match even though he claims he's he's very very tired. They promote his match uh, with Stone Cold coming up, um, and they they're saying who he, who would he favour out of uh, out of Sid and out of uh, out of Vader. Um, so we, we get that, and then we get the the finish uh, with the the, the chokes on the power bomb. But the the best part is at the end when uh, Vader comes in uh, and attacks. Yes, Vader comes in and attacks, and essentially what happens is is that uh, uh, Vader gives him the uh, the good old uh, Vader bomb. It seems. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he, he tries to, uh, to basically, uh, I think he splashes, uh, mm-hmm. Psycho Sid. He jumps off the, the top rope and, or second rope, one of the two, and, and, and splashes Sid, uh, which Sid has to remember to, to take his arms and then put them by his, his side <laughs> to, 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 to take the, the brunt of, uh, of, of Vader jumping off. Um, but, but Sid no-sells it. And then he turns around and choke slams Vader uh, right dead square in the middle of the ring before Vader kind of no sells it himself and <laughs> runs out of the ring. Uh, so we, we will have this this clash of titans here between Psycho Sid and Vader that I'm actually pretty excited about. There, mm-hmm. There's no man, and, it, and we talked about this before the show, there's no man that's more over than Psycho Sid right now. Um, and with Vader kind of being the top bad guy, it's, it's going to be a, a very interesting clash. Yeah, it's going to be something. I mean, Ori, Ori's not as 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 hot for it uh, as I am, but I I'm definitely hot for it. I think uh, this Sid is one of the easiest characters to get in, invested in. He's huge. He looks like he's uh, carved out of granite. The fans absolutely adore him. He doesn't overstay his welcome in terms of uh, a match length. He, he, he takes essentially the Goldberg route, get mm. in, 
kick ass, get out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hot for this match. I think Vader mm. has had a, uh, he's had a bad rub with, uh, with uh, the politicking with, uh, with Shawn Michaels. I think uh, in another, in another lifetime, he could have been a very credible uh, WF champion uh, and could should have really probably won the match at, at SummerSlam. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited for this match. I think on their day, these two can can certainly deliver a good match. Yeah, I would agree. And then, of course, uh, we've got Austin and Shawn Michaels coming up here very soon as well. Um, you know, that one seems pretty exciting, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, good deal. Well, I'm glad that we got to uh, make it through this finally. Um, yes. Ori, I mean... it, yeah. uh, Ori, anything of note here as as we uh, end this, this episode of Raw? Not really. I mean... You seem um, you seem rather deflated about this whole episode. It just it was not great. I mean, mm. not that that's a huge surprise, but I mean, I think my biggest issue, like I'm fine with Sid no selling the splash. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. You mm-hmm. you want to show that he's big monster contender, but then Vader no selling the choke slam practically at all, and then he gets up. And just walks out. Like I get that you want to make him a monster too, but like I don't know, make it make sense because the mental gymnastics that I'm having to create in my own head to to make that portion of the segment work to the betterment of the match and the excitement for the match it's mm. it's exhausting. Like mm. I just can't. And don't get me wrong, I'm a as a fan, I'm excited to see Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold, but there's been very little talk and almost no build up to it. Mm. And so it's like, well, yeah, who wouldn't want to see Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels? But at the same time, it's like, but why should I care other than the fact that it's the King of the Ring versus your heavyweight champion? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. Again, more mental gymnastics that I am not. There's not enough coffee or Dr. Pepper for me to deal with <laughs> right now. Like, I, I just, I can't. I can't. I want to, but I can't. I mean, well, I mean fair play. You know, I mean, it's. No, I don't. You can't make me. <laughs> You're not my dad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, fair enough. I mean, and and you know what, 1996 Raw, and I was I was thinking about this myself. I'm so ready for 1997 Raw mm-hmm. at this point because this is just it. It again, no, no issues with, I guess, um, the effort being put in here, and and of course we we got to thank everybody who's been you know watching with us as we've gone through this era. I mean, without you guys watching along with us. I mean, there would be no reason to have a show. Um, but, I mean, to be quite frank, it, it, it's a it's difficult sit through 1996 Raw, and it really doesn't, like, start heating up in that real attitude kind of way until 1997. Um, so, but yeah. somebody had to, had to make us start in 96 King of the Ring. I, knew, I was waiting for this. I was waiting <laughs> for this shot. The, <laughs> The, the good thing is that we are going through this this dire period and yeah. it'll make us appreciate uh, 1997 all that more. And that's what I'm hoping for, honestly. Like, because right now, like, I, I cannot. 
Mm. Like, that's what I'm hoping for is that we get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm enjoying this. And like we've said for a couple, or like I've said for a couple of different weeks, like maybe when it's live, I'll enjoy it more. Maybe mm. when we're not do you know, cause I know that that's going to have some to do with it. You know, mm -hmm. that once we get because it's a lot easier for us watching at home to be excited when the crowd who's watching it live is excited about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, just think about the last 18, 20 months that we've had with the pandemic and having shows with in the Thunderdome with, you know, piped in crowds or people on screens and or with AEW having just wrestlers around the barricade to create some type of hype. Like, yeah, there are also wrestling fans and they're going to be hyped about it, but it's completely mm -hmm. different when you have actual fans who are not in on the business. And so I, I think that's going to make a huge difference, but I'm, I'm very much over this and ready <laughs> to move past it. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, well, with that being said, I, I couldn't think of a better time to end the show. Um, <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, well, uh, tell you what, everybody. Thank you, of course, for listening, as always. I I'm really glad that uh, we had a chance to take this journey through uh, Raw, October 7th, 1996. Um, you don't sound glad. Uh, hey, you know... Um, <laughs> You know, I'm 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 never I'm never glad when we have to end a change in attitude because it's always going to take another week before we have to make another one. But oh, you know, that's so sweet. I know, right? I mean, we don't have to. And, and you thought I was just going to be a dick. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, goodness. Uh, to 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 my much um, beloved partners here you know because without mags and without ori i mean i'd probably be a shambles trying to host a show like this um mags where can people find more of you and your content so you can find me on uh the twitters at podfather mags and again i want to kind of rubber stamp that uh what tanner and ori are saying yes we're going through a very low period in 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 uh wwf but we are going to get to some very exciting stuff uh in mm. the near future and also Keep an eye out on the 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 um, uh, a change of attitude um, uh, Twitter handle because we will be doing some interesting stuff in the near future. Perhaps something around Survivor Series nineteen ninety six time. So yeah, keep your ear to the ground uh, and you will hear about that in due course. But yeah, follow me on uh, Twitter at PodfatherMax. Very cool, very cool. And Ori, where can people find more of you and your content? Well, you can find me at Ori the Draw on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. Follow me all of those places. And if you are not, if you have not liked and subscribed the Radio Techers channel, oh. please go and do that. Because if it has not already come out by the time this episode is dropped, there will be a very special interview on the Radio Techers channel. Featuring myself with one Mr. Kevin Kelly. Oh, well, that's very cool. It will also be available via audio here on Chairshot Radio Network. It'll be yes. a special episode of A Change in Attitude. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic news, Ori. And congratulations on getting you know, to, to interview uh, Mr. Kevin draw. Kelly himself. Yeah, the draw. I, I couldn't have done it without you guys. I really couldn't have. Wow. 
We're, we are the crutches that are holding you back. We're the millstones around your neck. I don't know about all that. I'll accept your thanks, Ori. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, you're the crust the that helps that hold my bread to together. <laughs> I don't even know if that made sense, but okay. <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's awesome. That gives everybody something to look forward to. Ori interviewing Kevin Kelly exclusively here. Uh, well, I guess not exclusively. I guess it would be on both Radio Techers and uh, the Chair Shot Network, which is awesome. You know, so that's that's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, so, uh, so where can we find you, Tanner? Uh, you can find me. I'm about to go to Raising Cane's to pick up some food uh, here for, for, for lunch. Uh, some, yum, yum, yum. Some, some chicken strips. So that's where you can find me in the very near future. Sweet tea uh, or lemonade? Uh, both. I, yeah. I, do, I do a half right. and half. I do a half and Ooh, half. And so a little Alner, Al, Arnold Palmer action. Arnold Palmer, yeah. Which is hard for me to say for some reason. Like, like the golfer. Yes. Yeah. yes, that's named after him. Yes. Well, tea and lemonade. Yeah, half tea, half lemonade. It's considered an Arnold Palmer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why I have trouble saying that. So, yeah, Arnold you put you put in a lot of emphasis on the L. Yeah, the Palmer and, and and the R. And the R. <laughs> <laughs> and the R. Um, <laughs> you went full power. It never go full power. <laughs> you can find me. Uh, so you can find me at uh, yeah, Raising Canes. That's gonna be that's gonna be the place where you can find me very soon. Oh, where can we find you on the social medias? Let's be oh, specific. Oh, okay. You can find me on Twitter at Texas Gentleman underscore. That's my personal account uh, where you can uh, check out my my content there. Uh, well, a lot of my content, actually, the vast majority of my content is actually on Radio Techers, which is R A D I O T E K K E R S, where you can follow the channel there on Twitter. Um, you know, we we produce content for both YouTube and Twitch, uh, whether it be uh, proper football, where Mags and I and uh, our good friend, the magnificent Matt Willis, uh, as well as uh, others, uh, cover uh, both the English Premier League as well as the UEFA Champions League for for football. It's a lot of good stuff. Um, but of course, yeah. Just as as always, we've got Mags covering MMA uh, with with five rounds. Uh, he's also doing chain wrestling with uh, with our good friend Sai, uh, who is amazing. Uh, he's Sai's actually brought uh, you know SJP Words uh, prod, uh, wrestling podcast, and uh, I was on that just this last week covering Money in the Bank 2011. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of great creators. And then Ori and Ray are now part of Radio Techers as well. They're going to be bringing you some some more wrestling content as well. So Radio Techers is really kind of growing and, and you know, making some, some real strides here, some real it's, great progress. It's very exciting. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, and if you're if you're not really interested in all of that, um, you know, uh, if you want more wrestling content in addition, uh, I did put out the uh, my, my final episode of Headlock Talk, a wrestling podcast, uh, earlier this week as well. You can check that out. Where uh, Mags, myself, Mister Warren Hayes, and Conrad from the Everything Pro Wrestling Show uh, reviewed all in the the proto AEW show uh, and uh, gave it a gave it a good. A good review. It's it's good. There's some good stuff about it. Some some real good things that happened that show. <laughs> and some not so good. And some not so good things. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Fun times. 
great memories as always uh, here on, uh, you know, uh, Change in Attitude, where uh, you can always catch us here doing the thing, having fun. Awesome. Anyway, let's get out of here. Y'all take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. And don't forget to always use your head. Kablam. What the? ShareShot.com. Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.